So, let's talk game plan. We're gonna go meet the queen. What do we uh, plan on doing when we get there? Well, she wants to talk to us about something. Wait, how much of that did you hear? Oh, well, I mean, technically the whole thing. These walls aren't very thick. And he just bangs on the walls. Uh, but uh, I didn't really care about most of the other part until it kind of led to treason. Cab comes to a halt. Snow just whispers really eerily, We're here. The cab driver steps down, and you find yourself in a beautiful, intricate stone courtyard. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Castle Remedolf. The queen is expecting you. You find yourself able to leave your cell under the guidance um, and watchful eyes of Dorian, who has placed you under a temporary house arrest in the mayor's house. And then you flip over to the next page, directly after the one in a queen in a regal, mm -hmm. elegant dress, and it is her in a very deep red suit of armor, hanging the entire southern nation up on pikes. everybody and welcome back to season two episode seven of sword art online odd i am quentin the gm and i am here with my uh fellow podcaster sound off hi i'm snow and i'm playing snow who is the leader of the odd guild and i have a wolf named nachia yeah you're also currently being followed by two of your favorite npcs wilson and clyde because uh well the rest of the pcs are either at werewolf college or um currently MIA. Yeah. Well, in one's, in, one's in prison. Yeah. yeah so well, I, prison. I guess it's not missing in action because we know where she is. She's in action in prison. Yeah. Well, so. there was a carriage ride. There was a carriage ride. It was very quaint and it actually ended up reaching its destination faster than it should have. No, it took a full day. Yes, but our perception of that day was a little odd. Wouldn't you say? Well, that's why the show's called Odd. Ah. Huh. Ah. It's spelled differently. Like A-O-D. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay, cool. Okay. Good talk. All right. So you find yourselves in an open courtyard. It is absolutely massive, by the way. Huge courtyard. Uh, but on either side of you, you see two massive mountain peaks almost enveloping the top of the, the rest of the castle. And you can barely see um, up into the clouds because it almost may, joins in a union, but doesn't quite but other than that, you are also completely surrounded by massive stone walls that are reaching almost 40 feet up in the air and look like they have steeples as well as um, little parpets popping up out of them where there would be guards stationed. But other than that, uh, it is a very large and expansive area, but you do feel very safe and quite nestled in the top of this peak. 
So it's kind of like we're in the mountain. You're very, you're almost built directly into the mountain. As you can see, it looks like this castle was built in between two peaks of a mountain. Oh. As I, as the two peaks are rising on either side to your left and to your right. Oh, that's really cool. I know. I designed it. He's smiling with so much pride. And before you, you see a giant open courtyard with beautifully intricate hedge sculptures uh, and gorgeous flowers of which you've never seen before. It is expansive and massive as you see you could walk through the garden and go see multiple fountains and water features, ponds and wildlife scurrying about. And this castle seems to be the only place where sunlight is radiating. What? Excuse me, there's sunlight here? You are currently being bathed in sunlight and it feels refreshing and energizing. Um, this is a little creepy. Uh, hey guys. The sun's awake. So we're awake. We've been awake, though. Yeah? Oh, wait, what? Wait, sun up? But I thought it was setting. What's going on, Wilson? Uh, I don't know, Snow. <laughs> Glad you got an idea. Uh, no. Any food analogy that might work with this? Um, you know, I got nothing. <laughs> no, no, my food allergies end here. All right. Um, Thomas? Yes, madam. Um, so the sun was setting a little... Why is there sunlight here? The sun was setting a little while ago. Ah, well, you see, the sun was setting back when you were on the other side of the mountain. But seeing as you are on top of the mountain, the sun is currently right over there. And he points and you see right over the castle, the sun is setting over the ocean. But it's still quite bright here. And it's like parsing through all the clouds to radiate this place in a bath of sun. Now, is it colder up here? Where we're at, or is it like it's not warmer? noticeably colder because of the sunlight? Okay, it seems like it might be temperature-wise, but the sun is warming you and giving you new energy and life. Are we really close to the ocean? Like we can hear it, uh, or is it just we can see it? Both, kind of. Both, kind of. Yes. Hey, well, Wilson. Hey, yeah. What do you need to know? Um, how far would you say we're from the ocean from here? Uh, it's hard to tell because we're on a mountain. Yeah. Um, but it looks like, and he's like trying to jump up and he kind of like stands on top of the cart, pulls out a telescope and he peers over. It looks like there's a a sizable spit of land at the summit of this mountain. But other than that, the we're almost overhanging the ocean. Ooh, that, that's actually pretty cool. But wait, uh, okay. So we're air quote kind of close to the ocean. We're like both far and near, uh, uh, near and far. Maybe about like a mile out. What the heck? Or as Zana would say, what the quack? Why? I don't worry. Don't mind me. I'm really bad with perception of distance and locations in general. So I'm probably just not even thinking the right thing. So, uh, okay. So we're up higher than we were before. Oh, much higher. The, okay. the elevation the, is kind of getting to you. Uh, the air is thinner and a little colder. It's crisp. Uh, kind of hard to breathe, though, but it it takes more to inhale. But as you do, you feel the oxygen coursing through your capillaries. It feels quite refreshing. This is um, actually, yeah, no, this isn't really that much healthier for you. It's fresh air. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I went to nurse mode. Well, people who live up on mountaintops tend to have greater stamina due to the density of air. Yeah, so, but it becomes easier to breathe the closer you are to sea level. Science. Science. All right. Um, right. I'm going to just perception mm -hmm. and look around the area. 
because Snow is very suspicious about everything that's going on. And she's going to see if she notices, like, notices anything that is more, like, stands out more to her than okay. anything that you've already, anything that you've already described. Mm-hmm. That's a 27. Nothing really seems out of the ordinary. Uh, the one thing does catch you off guard, which is, compared to the small town which you were in before, this place seems quite lively. You have the cab driver who is escorting you up the uh, main drive of the walkway towards the castle. You see a couple of gardeners tending to the hedge sculptures, a couple of the guards standing up on the parpets and um, on the walls themselves. You see maids seem to be scurrying around, going about their daily business and duties. Everyone seems happy, joyful. This is a strange contrast between Yenemut. I don't know if you guys are noticing... I'm, I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of creeped out right now. What does the world come to when you're creeped out by people being happy, Snow? I don't know, man. This is creeping me out. It's bright. There are people doing jobs. They're all smiling. Is it the smiles? Is it giving like a weird Joy, vibe? man. <laughs> Joy is what gets me. Okay. Uh, Snow's just going to look around awkwardly. Doesn't know where to go from here. Uh, so are we supposed to be meeting the queen or are we like supposed to stand here? Oh no, follow me right this way. I just heard you were conversing and did not wish to interrupt your conversation. People are so polite. It's weird. Well, madam, you are a guest of the queen, but if you would, follow me. And Thomas makes a light bow and motions for you to walk forward. Snow will follow after him. Gee dang it. What? We wrote down all these names, but I never put Thomas on the list. <laughs> There's no room. Wow. Honey, if you write, you're going to ruin it. You're right. I can't do it. I'll just have to remember Thomas is the cabbie. You want me to write it? Give it to me. Pansy. You dropped a pen. Dropped a die, too. You dropped your die. All right. I'm going to shove Thomas. Next, underneath the church. Just do it at the very bottom. There's one line open at the bottom. Yeah, but okay, fine. But then it's going to look like he's under entertainment. It's just right. I'll put him in the middle. No, write him, write down cabbie, Thomas, or cab driver. Where's my cab driver? Why wouldn't you do it in the center? (laughs) Like literally in the center where the red line is. Scratch that out and rewrite it. Nope, it's too late. Okay. Snow is following after Thomas. As are Wilson and Clyde, as you are being escorted up the main path and you are reaching the massive and intricate doors of Castle Rimadol. The castle has a very gothic, uh, but also Roman vibe to it. Uh, It looks like something you may see in, for example, very reminiscent of gothic architecture in 1800 France or Transylvania. Huh. Snow looks very... um... She she basically, if she had her, her any glasses or anything, she'd be pulling out her conspiracy theory glasses and pushing them up, being like, vampires, vampires. I'm sorry. You're not saying that out loud, are you? No, I'm thinking it, <laughs> okay. though. So are you, you are led through the absolutely massive um, double solid wooden doors as the knockers are pulled back, and you see that there are uh, two butlers opening the door. Thanks. You look and you see both a male and female, finely dressed in tuxedos, are opening the doors and bow to you as you walk by. Snow just looks back and forth and she's just thinking, I don't I don't like when people bow to me. It makes me feel weird and uncomfortable. 
Clyde, on the other hand, is uh, eagerly waving at everyone who walks by. Snow, look at this. They're, they're so cute. They've got their little outfits on. They're doing their jobs. Why, don't, why, why doesn't our guild act like this? Imagine every, every time we strutted in there, every time we went into the kitchen, someone was there to open the door and bowed. Because we don't have hired NPCs to do that? But we could. We could buy people. Is that slavery? <laughs> <laughs> we could pay people to work for us. That sounds better. There Clyde. we go. Yeah, yeah. That sounds a lot better. Okay, okay. Also, because we have no money, Clyde. You know we're like the broke, dankest guild out there. Or the dankest broke guild out there. Well, Think- I mean, we, we, we get stuff done, though. What do you mean we could get stuff done? No, no, we get stuff done. We're, oh, we're the furthest on the floor than anyone else in the game, next to Dark. We also just don't ask people for money. What is wrong with us? Yes, no, um, as guild leader, um, I feel like you should really start asking people for compensation. Um, I'm really, uh, the, uh, okay. As you're having this conversation, you, your entrance to the castle opens up into an, an absolutely massive room. It's about 100 feet across and 150 feet deep with a lovely lush red carpet rolled out before you and giant massive pillars on either side holding up the wall. And it looks like past the pillars, there's a large expanse of the rest of the room where it looks like rather common folk would be standing normally. And when they are having an audience with the queen and all the way at the end, you see on an absolutely massive, intricate metal and wood chair, there's no one. All right. Uh, would this be like meeting canceled or uh, I'm going to perception check a little bit closer though. Yeah. Eh. 23. You see on this intricately metal designed chair um, with the beautiful wood frame and velvet cushions that it is currently unoccupied, but is most certainly where someone of royalty would sit. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking mm, a royal ass sits there. Huh. Um, Thomas, where is Her Majesty? Oh, um... Not that I actually... Yeah, I don't know how you would know since you're, you came oh, in. Yes, I just came in as well. And uh, last time I checked, um, she was rather expedient and uh, quite precise about her orders to bring you here for an audience with her. It's, it's not like her to be out of routine. Uh, I, I suppose we could uh, ask around the rest of the castle guard. And he turns to the butlers who are behind him. Man, you think they would have mentioned something if we were coming in and they would have been like, nah, she's not here, bruh. Maybe not spoken in that way. Thomas turns to the butlers behind him. Soren, Aurelia, where happens to be the queen at this matter? She was actually rather precise about wanting to meet with these individuals. I would expect her to be present. Soren speaks up. Well, you see, sir, um, I, I believe she had rather urgent matters to attend to. I had, a, I heard a nearby village was actually under attack. Under attack? By whom? We vanquished our enemies long ago. Well, yes, that, that was, um, I, I believe it was riots, um, a rebellion of sorts. I don't really know much of the specifics, but from what I've heard, um, so, some of the people went mad and started lashing out on one another. There was about uh, a dozen individuals, I heard, so um, as you noticed, we're a little short-staffed around here. A lot of the guard weren't on their normal watch or going about their normal routines. From what I understand, she took a handful of men to go and um, qualm the situation. Well then, um, that's a... Uh, m- madam, and... He turns back to you. If you wouldn't mind, uh, it, it seems as if the queen is rather disposed of. Uh, Snow turns to Soren. I guess that's the one that was talking. Yes, that was a male who was speaking. A male. So, she doesn't know his name. Yes, it was the butler in which she was speaking to. Yeah, but that, yeah. I'm directing. Okay, she turns to the one that I'm assuming is Soren, but... The one who was speaking, yes. The one who was speaking. Sure. 
Okay. His name is Soren. I'm just he did it. say Soren and Aurelia, so... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Unless the man is named Aurelia. I mean, it's possible. Nah. That's a terrible name for a man. It would be. All right. And she says, what is the name of the town that is being attacked? Oh, um, well, only major, like, towns, like cities have normally names. It's just, it's a village off the coast. Wait. And she just pauses. Yenamut has a name. Well, that's because it's the capital. <laughs> <clears throat> that's the that's the capital. Okay. Yes, Yenamut is the capital of the nation. Dank. It's pretty dank capital. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait until Her Majesty returns. And Snow just looks back and forth at the guys. Um, if that is your wish, ma'am, um, you will absolutely be well taken care of here. Soren, quick, please do um. Do you don't know if uh, Captain Darius actually managed to step out with the Queen to go calm the matter? Um, well, actually, no, sir. Uh, I, I don't know, but I, I know a number of the Queen's Guard were left here. But I do believe that she was going to be rallying reinforcements soon, just in case, uh, to go survey the situation. So they'd be heading out shortly. So, you, wait, you said they went mad. Do you have any more information on that? I know, like, is there anything that might have happened before? Was, like, they're well-poisoned, or...? The woman speaks up, uh, the other butler who's standing next to him. Oh, well, actually, no, uh, we, we don't have much information. It was more of an SOS call. We got a messenger bird coming through, um, and she, he carried a small message requesting immediate aid and assistance, saying that the village was being overrun. They need aid still? I mean, do you, we could back the queen up if she needs aid. Oh, no, no, madam, don't worry about that. Uh, I mean, we don't wish to impose on you. You're a guest of the queen. I'm sure she'd rather handle this matter herself. I'm trying to think. I mean, Snow. Hmm? Wilson speaks up. This wouldn't be a bad opportunity because, as we recall, we were so eager to see this immaculate queen in combat. We've heard such wonderful tales of her. Yes. And if we could assist her being a fine fighting guild that we are, it would be an immensely great opportunity. Yes, no, we would love to offer our assistance to the queen, and Snow is going to try and do diplomacy. Um, to convince them to let them go to that village. Yeah, okay. that works. Uh, 31 oh, yes. on my diplomacy. So she says, please escort us to this village, Thomas, if uh, you wouldn't mind. Um, well, that, that, uh, wait, hold on. Wilson. Yeah. We don't have your horse. Can uh, you just use a regular horse? Uh, Does it make you uncomfortable? I don't want Angus to feel like I cheated on him. <laughs> I mean. Wilson, at, at some point in a man's life, he has to try another horse if his is not available. This is turning into a really bad analogy. So, I feel like I really <laughs> shouldn't take that outside of its direct context because it won't end very well. Clyde yeah. speaks up. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's Zana's philosophy, too. Yeah, let's um, just imagine that Zana said that to you. Wait, no, no. Okay. Uh, Just in I feel another like that context. Takes it a lot for, no, I don't think we want to take it out of that don't context. <laughs> okay. Thomas speaks up. Well, uh, I'm not really prepared for battle right now, so I doubt I would be escorting you. But uh, if you need be, I can provide steeds for all of you, and you could go with the rest of the Queen's Guard. That would be most advantageous to us. All right. Um, I will escort you to the rest of the Queen's Guard immediately, uh, as long as you're prepared for combat. I, I am prepared. Okay. So with that, he walks directly towards the throne room, almost walking straight towards the throne. He's saying, follow me, quite th right this way. 
And as he's walking towards the throne, he's almost about to reach it, and then he makes a very sharp right-hand turn, and then another left, and you are confronted with a doorway. You open it up, and you see a giant, sprawling dining room, as if it would seat dozens of people. He walks straight past it. He starts immediately making another right-hand turn, and he walks towards another doorway. He opens this up, and it leads into a massively large corridor with sconces and windows and everything, and you rush down it in a rather hurried pace, and you finally make your way to what appears to be an armory in which you see about a half dozen individuals uh, preparing to make their leave. Well then, Snow just kind of looks back and forth in the room. Huh. Thomas, what do you believe you're doing here? Oh, uh, well, uh, these are the, the Queen's guests. Yes, so what are they doing in the armory? Oh, well, I'm sorry, Felix, but uh, this Snow wasn't really my decision. And she uh, says, um, and interrupts them, she does, and she says, oh, we're uh, here to offer our assistance. Hmm, uh, as, as likely as I find that being, what existence do you really perceive you that you'll be, uh, providing here? Combat. Uh, a dainty lady such as yourself, I don't believe will be much use on the battlefield. Uh, I, I do believe, and as he's saying this, by the way, he immediately gets elbowed right in the ribcage. <laughs> and you see, standing right beside him, an absolutely butch woman. Are you trying to say... <laughs> I can't use that voice. I'm sorry. That was way too deep. It sounded like really female grog. It did. Oh my gosh, this girl. Are you trying to say? (laughs) Are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that ladies can't be of any assistance on the battlefield? No, Olympia, I'm not. I just was meaning that if this is a queen's guest, I doubt she has much combat experience. The queen normally doesn't have need, and you see he's rubbing his side, does not have need for combatants to come to her her aid. That's why she has us trained. Oh, I don't see a problem in this. I think it would be lovely to have them. Olympia, find your place. I am the, the ranking officer here while Darius is away, which means you will heed my orders. Oh, sure, I'll heed your orders when you can best me in a tournament. I've bested you many times at Swordscraft. Yeah, not in any bout of strength, though, that's for sure. Um, I'm assuming I can't see any of their stats or, like, any levels from the NPCs or anything? Yet. Dang it. Okay. So, uh, I mean, either scenario, we're coming along. Oh, we'd love to have you. I don't know if the queen will be too thrilled if her guests were to be injured on the battlefield, though. Oh, wait. Snow gets an idea. She says, well, I'm a bard and my friends here. Oh, uh, Wilson chimes in. Uh, I'm a cavalier, so if you provide me a horse, I'll honestly be in and out in a flash. Oh, uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, I cook? Wait, no. No, I'm That's an archer. That's the right thing. Wait, no, I'm an archer. I'm not a cook. No, I'm a samurai, but I don't use a sword. I use a bow. And Clyde, fl- like, flashes his bow. Mm. Yeah, Clyde, you, you show him Okay, the so the only thing I got here is that we have someone who sings and someone who doesn't know how to use a bow but actually cooks. Yeah, I think that about sums it up. <laughs> No, that doesn't sum it up. She's a great warrior. And Wilson points this now. Great would be subjective. I am a decent fighter. Okay, maybe I shouldn't be talking. Okay. No, you're being humble. You did really great. You're looking at uh, the pair of us who defeated Akula in the last floor. Snow whispers to Wilson, Wilson, there are three of us. Uh, They don't need to know that. Okay. 
Okay, I don't know who this Akula fellow is, and I doubt honestly that uh, if the two of you bested him, that it was most definitely a feat of great strength for you. But here in the Queen's Guard, we are trained to a different degree, and I don't know if she would very much appreciate you coming with us. If you did, you would be nothing more but spectators, and you would have to sit in the cart. <laughs> um, dang. I don't know. Uh, Snow's considering. I'm considering if she would chat. Tr- she's thinking about maybe challenging him. But again, her personality is saying, don't do that. That'd be stupid. You're going to mess up. So she's like debating with this. I think I'm going to roll. Roll a will save. Will save yeah, to see, see if, if she, you're, uh, you've got enough courage. She crit failed. She does not have the courage. She's like, we could just sit in the car. That's fine. <laughs> no, don't accept that. You are a guest of the queen. You're probably more qualified than him. <laughs> you're a guild leader for Pete's sake. You're in charge of more um, men than he probably is. <clears throat> do you have a glove? <laughs> What do you need a glove? Clyde hands you a kitchen mitt. <laughs> do I throw this down? Do I throw down the kitchen mitt or do I smack him with it? Uh, I, you I think you only smack him if you want to challenge him to a fight. Okay, should I roll a will save again since I have the mitt, the roll, oven mitt of of roll a will duel. save to see what you do with it. But that was I didn't even really roll that. Roll was a drop. re-roll at the end. Yeah, there wasn't a roll. There we go. It was worse. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> She's like, uh, here you go, Clyde. You smack him. I'm not going to smack that man. He scares me. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. D- um, okay, fine. Snow is afraid to actually directly challenge him. Okay. Wilson at this point steps up. <laughs> Coming from your right hand side, steps in front of you and looks Felix dead in the eyes. Listen, I, I understand you're probably very heavily trained here, but we're no slouches ourselves. You said it. We're guests of the queen. We've done enough while our, on our meager stay on this floor to gain her respect and reverence enough to become guests. Clearly, we are someone of stature and importance, enough so that we can dictate where we go, and we are deciding to assist you in battle. If you can't accept that, then, well, we'll just have to have a talk with your ranking officer and queen after this. Rolls for attraction right now. Crit fails. There's no way. <laughs> You're like, oh, is this Kilson back at it again? Oh, Kilson, he's back. <laughs> I can barely contain myself. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Felix gets really flush. Fine. If you insist, but don't get in our way. You'll ride in the caddy with Olympia since she seems so apparently fond of you. Sounds good. Thank, thank you, sir. And you see the rest of them are getting dressed. They're all putting on something you've never seen before, which seems to be this very bright, almost radiant, silver mail. It doesn't appear to be... It's chain mail, but it might be made of a different texture. It almost looks like scales or feathers. It has almost a leathery but shiny sheen to the texture of the material which it's made out of. And they're putting it on as an overcoat above all of them. And then they put on the rest of their metal afterwards. Uh, Snow is going to try to work up the courage after, you know, a crit fail of a, and a two and another crit fail of just these straight up poor rolls. Yeah. She's going to go over to um, the big butch lady and uh, Olympia, mm-hmm. as she's surmised her name is. And she says, um, I've seen that silver mail before. What what exactly is that? Oh, that. Um, well, wait, no, I'm trying to find the voice I, I, It's such a weird voice. It's like, you're like, it's like female grog. <laughs> go female grog. Go. Oh, well, wait. Oh. Uh... This uh, this is really isn't much of anything. Um, it's just, uh, just a little bit of under chain mail. It's just made out of material which the queen provides. 
So you don't know what it's made of? Oh, not exactly. I'm not a metal smith or anything oh. of the sort. Does the queen wear something similar? Oh, very. Ahem. Is it is it silver? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the material that it's made of, but it is quite elegant. Oh, I actually... Oh, wait. No, that's not a praise. That's acrobatics. <laughs> Oops. Uh, you can I? roll the praise if you want, but that's just going to tell you that it's an immensely valuable um, chain undershirt. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Jim. I don't have to roll that. Uh, could could I roll my... No, because I think I rolled... I tried to roll earlier, didn't I? Roll a knowledge planes. What? What? That came from left field. <laughs> oh, <You have laughs> that's no a three. Uh, but wait, hold on, hold on. I'm a bard. Yeah. And... You devil... <laughs> I'm sorry, unless you're trying to tell me that you can supplement your sing for your knowledge planes, I don't think that's going to be too helpful. Uh, no, it's a, uh, it's a bard ability. I'm pretty sure that I have. It's a bardic knowledge. I don't know if I have bardic knowledge, though, is this? Because uh, I'm a, I'm yeah, a battle dancer. Yeah, I think dancer, your dirging dancer, dancer might have replaced your bardic knowledge. You have did. to double check. Yeah, I don't see it on my paper. I don't think I get mm, rip. bardic knowledge. Dang it. Oh, well, you know. Okay, then. Fine. What's your roll? <laughs> hold on, hold on. My total is a 10. It is it is average knowledge at best. I want you to understand <laughs> that a base 10 roll for knowledge would give you the answer to an easy question or enable you to discern obviously identifiable dan- dangerous construction. That is all it would do for you. <laughs> all right, then. I clearly don't know what that is. Cool. No. That That's really cool. Uh, I'll have to ask the queen some more. Let me just put down shiny crap. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you are escorted after you are done with a handful of individuals. It looks like you will be riding with three other individuals, the six of you being you, Wilson, Clyde, and is the other Wilson three. Is Wilson getting a horse? Do you mention anything? <clears throat> God, because she rolled so bad three times, I think I need to roll again. Roll a will save to see if you can muster up the courage to speak. That's a lot better. That's a 19. Okay, okay so after basically Snow gets showed up like multiple times, plus her seven. Uh, so that is... So your will's fine. Yeah, you, you've re-bolstered yeah. your confidence. She, she basically says, my compatriot here requires a horse to complete his ability, like to perform his abilities as a cavalier. Oh, you want a horse? Oh, we can get you a horse. Oh, I love horses. What kind of horse do you want? We've got all kinds of different breeds, but they're all specially raised by the queen and they all have elegant, soft, silky fur. They're all really strong and fast and sexy and wonderful. And I love all of them. Uh, Zenobia, please um, calm down, would you? Um, we, I, they don't need to know all of the fact that you like equestrians so much. That's, but, um, it, it, we can get your compatriot a horse. Oh, yeah, just um, follow me. Do it. Oh, yeah, just right this way. The stable's over that way. And we've got all types of horses. We've got like over a dozen. All, everyone in the Queen's Guard has some. And then the Queen has her own personal ones for riding. And then we all have a, really, a lot of really fun because there's a jousting tournament. Uh, this is not the time to be telling them about this. Um, we actually I really have to get going. So go. Wilson. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, Zenobia, was it? Uh, lead the way. Do you want me to come with you? Are you okay? Uh, I think I'll be okay. And he's like glaring at Zenobia, who is way too much energy for him. Don't cheat on your horse. I can if I'm going. Do you want me to get a horse or not? Get a horse, Wilson. That's what I thought. So I've got to cheat on my horse. (laughs) Hi, do you go without your horse? Uh, Yeah, I just shoot things with a bow. It's just nice having Haku. Yeah. I got this banner. 
<laughs> she pulls out. Where did that come from? Well, it's my inventory pouch. I'm a samurai, so technically we're like a subclass of cavalier, so we get a banner too. I like how you just reached into your bag and this started coming out. Like, what are you? Uh, um, Mary Poppins here? Well, I didn't reach we got into a Mary my, Poppins I, over here. I didn't reach into my bag. I just selected it out of my inventory and it kind of appears in my hand. Listen. Just go with the imagery right here of you pulling this out of your bag. Like, it's just... Well, I can shove it back in my bag, and he does. He slowly <laughs> starts putting it back in his bag, and he's just shoving this, like, eight-foot-long pole with a banner attached into it, just cramming it into this small item pouch. See, now I know why people think that we can't fight. Because we're fun. <laughs> we're just fun. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are you ready to get in the carriage? It's going to be leaving shortly. Yes. Where Where is the carriage? And you are... Olympia starts walking off and you see that she grabs a ball and chain. It, it looks like you ever, you ever play bocce ball? Yeah, she just I, grabs a ball and a chain. So you know how like there's a bocce ball and bocce balls are basically two balls connected by a rope. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that bocce ball? I played a completely different version what, of bocce what, ball then. Well, I don't know if that's what it's actually called, but it's like two balls attached by a no, rope. No, I don't think that's bocce ball. Okay. Bocce ball is like when you, it's basically a bunch of those balls on a table and you're trying to knock the balls into the pocket like oh yeah we're thinking yeah. of two different things then yeah i have no idea what these things are called but just imagine that but on a much larger scale like it looks like she has two bowling balls attached by like a two-foot chain and she's just like slunks it over her shoulder like it's no problem oh my so no just like looks over at Clyde and she's like and whispers you think she could crush her head between her thighs <laughs> Like Sparrow's Egg. <laughs> what was the roll? It was beautiful. Oh, was it for hearing? Yes, but he also rolled to see if he was intimidated. And he, he made crit. So you hop into this cart and you are followed in by, again, you didn't get a, a real good look at her, but now as you're sitting in the, it's, it's less of a cart and more of a wagon. It's uh, a long rectangular uh vehicle where there are basically two benches on either side and iron bars where the windows are and it looks like closed wooden shutters uh, for protection but you can still peek out of them and gaze. The, the wheels are at giant in comparison to your carriage in which you were before but they seem very thick and sturdy and made of wood and you load up into the back where there are two double doors and you file in and then the doors close behind you. Uh, you do not see Wilson but um, Olympia will inform you. Oh, he'll be riding with... Um, uh, with Felix and uh, Zenobia, they'll ride ahead um, to scout because those are the cavalry members. Uh, though uh, I guess Felix really isn't cavalry, but he's the lieutenant, so he's he's leading the party, um, and we'll follow him by uh, by the wagon until we catch up. Oh, oh, Snow just kind of looks a little concerned, but then she shakes it off. She's like, "Okay, thank you for the information." And you see, file in. Um, you see Olympia, which you are getting uh, a better look at now. She is a very strong-jawed, burly woman. Her... Female grog. Basically. <laughs> her her chest is very flat, but well-toned. Is she human? Muscular. Uh, it's hard to tell if, if she is human. She's rather large. Honestly, from her stature being almost seven foot tall, you could almost think that she's half-giant. Um, her arms are so thick, they're almost the size of your head. Uh, and she just slinks these metal balls. And as you do, you hear them hit the back of her shoulder blade. And it makes a dense thud. And you don't know whether that was the ball oh. or the shoulder that got hurt. Ooh. And she just cracks her knuckles and sits in place. All right, then. Well, everyone else, um, I, I guess uh, introductions are in order. 
So, uh, as you heard, I'm Olympia. Nice to meet you. And she offers out her absolutely massive and calloused hand to you. Uh, Snow really likes this woman. She's feeling a lot more confident just being around her. So she takes her hand without a question. She, Her little tiny hands in this big woman's hand just gets enveloped, I guess. Yeah, it's just almost swallowing and eating your hand. And it almost feels like her hand is made of leather because she's just calloused it so densely. Snow's going to try and give like a strong handshake. Roll strength. You're actually relatively strong. Oh, that got really, really, really weird roll. Uh, it's only a 10. You are able to offer a... I couldn't get a good grip. You couldn't get a good grip. Um, you are kind of off put by the size, so you couldn't get the uh, the proper distance in there properly, but you are still able to offer a relatively firm handshake, even though the awkward angle. Um, but she is just absolutely massive, and you can tell that she's a very, very strong uh, woman. I'm absolutely thrilled to know that there's another female warrior out there. We actually have a number of those in the Queen's ranks. Well, yeah. Female warrior is one way to put it. Not like I'm... Xena warrior princess or anything like that. Um, just... Oh, was she a fierce fighter in your village? <laughs> um, she wasn't in my village. She was very famous. Well ah, known. Much like the queen. Uh, I, I, I haven't heard of this Xena, but I'm sure that that's a strong and powerful name I could only imagine. But yes, Iravanak is the, the warrior princess that we all look up to. Well, um, a warrior queen, I guess I should say now. Oh. So I heard, uh, is it true that she fought off um, almost an entire army by herself? Oh, I wasn't in her servitude at that time, but I do hear this, the rumors, all oh, the stories they tell are grand. Very few people have actually fought by her side during those times. Uh, Captain Darius was one of them, though. Captain Darius? Oh, uh, where are my manners? Uh, let me introduce you um, to the other two individuals that are sitting here with us. You have Christopher over there. He's the one with the shaggy blonde hair. Hello, my lady. How are you? Um, well, thank you. He's uh, he's uh, a little rough around the edges, but he's strong and mighty and never gives up. Uh, Olympia, you don't need to... No, you honestly, I know I'm not that great, but I've been training under Darius, but I've been slacking recently on my regiment, so uh, I'm about, about at the bottom of the barrels you can get. That's why I'm coming up as part of this cleanup crew. And then the other lady you have over there is Carmen. Oh, hello. Uh, hi, uh, um, I don't really, um, it, I'm more of a scout. That's also why they left me back. Uh, because from what I heard, it was, uh, getting really intense and heated there. Uh, I normally just kind of stay within the shadows, um, and just get, um, I, I do mostly reconnaissance missions, making sure tracking the enemy's, uh, foot movements and, uh, just to report back to agents. Uh, but I am rather quick on my feet. Oh, I mean... You know, there's nothing wrong with being a scout and hanging back. You got to protect yourself, too. And that protects everyone else gathering information. Absolutely. That's that's my philosophy. I just wanted to assist in any way I can. And with my small physique, I'm not too much use in combat. And you do see that she is uh, the smallest out of everyone in the carriage. She seems to have rather thin and frail build, but it is still... She has a very thin build, but it is still very taunt. And she seems well-trained and honed and muscular enough, but... She seems like she would be less about brute strength and more about nimble, agile maneuvers. Does she kind of have like Snow's build in that way, like her height and uh, body she's about type? five foot two. Okay, so she's with a little bit shorter. short, cropped red hair okay. and a beret on. Haha, very funny. Carmen San Diego. Feel some inspiration Ms. there. San uh, Snow looks back over at Olympia and she says, "Um, so has this happened?" 
often where your villages tend to go into riots where you're did they say villages were attack villagers were attacking each other? Oh um yes, that is what was um heard of. It's only been happening recently. Um about a couple of weeks past now. Uh I don't know exactly what's been starting it, but uh well let's just say these buggers are tough to put down. Um, have you just had an increase in supernatural activity around the area? And I'm just, I'm just asking because we, um, we experienced a few things when we were in Yenamut. So the carriage has been moving, by the way, yeah, while you've been I doing assume. these introductions. And as you mentioned, this the entire carriage goes silent. You hear nothing except clacking of the wheels going along the, the windy, curvy road. They all look back and forth at one another, unsure of what to say, until Olympia speaks up. Well, um, uh... Nervous, she responds. I suppose you could say that uh, we've had an increase in uh, the supernatural, if that's what you want to call it. But, uh, no, it, it's not that out of the ordinary, I, I suppose. We, we used to have rebellions a lot. Um, a lot of um, splinter agents of the, the older nations in which was conquested to make this, uh, where we live, uh, whole again. Uh, we were once conquered by a... a a number of individuals from the south, but then we reclaimed all of our territory and conquered theirs. But that was hundreds of years ago, and we really haven't had riots like this in, uh, well, since before my time, from what I've heard, but recently I don't know what it is. It's half the time it's regular townsfolk, people I knew sometimes. They get angry, furious even. Their strength is bolstered, and uh, it's, it's almost like trying to put down an ox. Sometimes they just won't go down. Snow is going to try, um... The way I'm going to word it, it's probably not going to come out right, but she's going to try and it's going to be a diplomacy role I'm going to try to yeah. go for. Basically, she's going to ask, so when you find these people, the ones who have perished at the hands of the other villagers, have you noticed anything strange about them? Bites, bite marks, claws, basically vampires is what I'm going at. You know that's what I'm going for. Basically, she's trying to like hint... In a subtle way, like like what kind of injuries? Like do- talking about like, was did they use weapons against them? Were they killed by weapons? So could I roll a diplomacy with that? Please do. 24. Once again, the carriage gets quiet. They all make eye contact, looking from side to side. Well, I mean, I guess that's probably why the queen brought you. You're immensely deductive. Oh, come on now. We can't hide it from her. It's obvious, isn't it? Christopher chimes in. Oh, well... I suppose. We don't know what they are. Vampires. Uh, a lot of lore about them has been spreading around. I suppose, if that's what you want to call them. Beasts. Demons of sorts. They've been rising up throughout the countryside. I mean, have you had issues with werewolves as well? Rather large wolves have been sighted, but those have always been an occurrence in this part of the world. Uh, dire wolves of sorts, or werewolves, if that's what you wish to call them. Uh, not direwolves, werewolves. Uh, Snow just kind of pauses. Well, I know what you're getting at, madam, and yes, those have always been an occurrence here, actually. Um, bipedal, almost humanoid-like, but definitely wolf more so. Bestial. These ones, um, unlike what the fairy tales would have you presume, they don't change. Once you're cursed with lycanthropy, you're stuck that way. And has any, I mean, you just said the word curse. Has anyone tried to remove the curse? A number of our priests have been looking into it. We have the head priest actually here at the castle. He conducts a lot of the primary research since the queen herself has some of the best literature in all of the nation contained in her library. 
Snow looks at Clyde and she kind of like, she lowers her breath. She's going to whisper, um, stealth. Mm -hmm. It's an 11. And what do you wish to say to Clyde? You know, when I leveled up, I found out I could take the remove curse spell. I did. Um, should we tell them about those two? Oh, um, pardon my interruption of your conversation. Um, are, are you perhaps a cleric? I'm a bard. Intriguing, but yet you know magics. Most of our bards can only uplift your spirit and give maybe healing and encouragement. I've never heard of one being able to remove curses before. Summons dancing light. Well, yes, that's that's a standard magician's trick. Um, that we're, but... Oh. Specifically, curses are generally the zones of clerics and paladins. Really quick, GM, is it getting... I'm going to perception check. Mm-hmm. Um, is it getting, like, darker... It's the 24. The sun has almost completely set, and the moon is starting to pan over. Ha. Huh. So, yeah. Snow's going to show off her ability a little bit. She's going to use her dancing light to kind of move it out, and then she's going to light step to it, basically to the front of the carriage from where she was sitting, to from the back of the carriage, I guess, or wagon or whatever, mm-hmm. to the front by moving the light. Oh, mighty impressive, my miss. I definitely now see why the queen wants you and her attendants. Not a thing like that is something that we could accomplish. Through intense training in uh, rigid circumstances, the Queen has honed us into fine warriors indeed, but magics like that is far outside of our capabilities. Well, uh, hopefully we can be of service to you. She kind of just bows, and then she's going to go back over to uh, Clyde and sit down. Wonderful. Mm. Now, I do want to warn you. You may be immensely talented warriors, but Felix may have had a point. You are guests of the Queen, and honestly, I don't hope that we'll be seeing too much combat. But if we do, I would probably say it's safe to say, Olympia, wouldn't you agree, that we'll probably be tasked with protecting you for the most part. Hence why Felix was worried about you being a hindrance, because we are sworn mostly to protect the Queen, and if she is in danger, we will have to leave you behind. But we know she would be equally furious if her guests were injured as well. So please... Do be on your best guard. These creatures which we're about to be fighting, well, they seem to only get stronger as night comes. That would make sense. Snow kind of looks at Clyde. She uh, basically starts to message him mm-hmm. just for more private conversation instead. Mm-hmm. And she's basically typing, you know, I think we have the advantage on this if it is act like vampires that we know about that we're fighting because we already had to deal with Gadriel. Uh, you mean you have the advantage because you're made of sunlight. What about the rest of us mere mortals here? Oh, well, I also could have taken daylight as a oh, spell. Oh, so now you tell me that you could have omitted a re- area of literal daylight and sunshine to repel vampires. That's nice. I'm thinking about putting a level in cleric just to make myself lawful good and lather myself in holy water about this place. Yeah, about that. Sorry, I I was more concerned about removing curse. At this point, if we are able to find our friends, I want to help them. The carriage stays about the same, though about everyone is silence at this point. Nothing changes about your atmosphere, but you see Carmen roll a perception check. Crit. You see her ears twitch, and her head turns slightly to the left. Wait, what kind of ears does she have? They seem like regular human ears. Okay, they twitched. I've never seen human ears twitch. That's a little weird. I think we're almost here. We'll probably be stopping soon. And just about as she says that, you almost come to a halt. Oh, 
Well, that means we must be outside the village. All right, everyone. Get ready to roll out. And remember, stay safe. Uh, Snow's going to message Wilson as they're getting out. Mm -hmm. And she's like, where are you? Where you be at? You send your message and you see that it is received and open, but you get no response. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Snow gets out, I guess, with everybody. All of you, the doors are opening wide and you exit out in a a two-file line going in shoulder by shoulder. You and Carmen are the first one out and then it is followed by Clyde and Christopher and then it is uh, Olympia pulling up the rear as you all exit the wagon and you are entered into, you can see off slightly in the distance, there's a small village of sorts. Couldn't be larger than a dozen town, uh, a dozen houses. It seems like a small fishing town, but you can hear almost nothing. It's dead silent. You're about a couple hundred feet out, but you can barely make off the, you're, you're on top of a hill looking down upon it as it is, it lays right on the um, the opening of a, a river mouth that is, it is going into the ocean and you can see the tops of some of the buildings and m- maybe make off people inside the distance, but there doesn't, it seems as if the combat is mostly over. Uh, Snow's going to try and message Wilson again. You okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Snow. We got here at the tail end of it, but we're being rather careful. There could still be some people lurking around. I sends that back. If you don't want to miss any of the action, just in case there are any lurkers still straggling, I would recommend you get here quickly. Maybe light step on one of the buildings? Sure. Is it dark all over the place? Oh, it is very much nighttime now. The moon is, by the way, almost all the way risen, center with the sky. Okay. Uh, what were the rules for my light step again? Did it? Because ha- I know you said you were going to change it on me. As mm-hmm. if it was, it had to be more than dim light. Yes. It just has to be regular light. Yes. Okay. It has to be regular light and or bright light. Okay. So, uh, how far away is one of the closest houses? And is there any light in the area? So maybe 100, 160 feet away. Is there light? There are a couple of lanterns outside the town. Okay, but it's dark where I am? It is dark where you are and on most of the rooftops. Okay, quick question. So when it comes to light step, does it have to be light all through the area or can I light step to a source of light? You could light step to arguably even the smallest pinpoint of light. Okay. Dancing lights allows you to send out one lantern 100 feet away and then you can stack them like mm-hmm. to keep going out like that. So she's going to use it and send it to one of the rooftops mm-hmm. and she's going to light step all the way out there on top okay. of the roof. You make yourself, and you actually manage to uh, roll for it real quick. I want to see where you end up. 14. You actually manage to make yourself on the peak of the highest building. It looks like it may have been a small church. Uh, You're about 20, 30 feet up, and you can oversee just about the entire village. Uh, You can roll a perception check for me. All right. Ooh, uh, 14. Uh, Off in the distance, you can see the rest of your party was uh, a little off-put by what just occurred. Uh, Olympia, you can see her larger frame, though she seems jauntily clapping and mildly excited about the whole situation. But you can't hear anything. It's dead silent. You almost feel like you could hear a leaf drop, but yet there's nothing. No footsteps, no screaming, no clashing of weapons. Roll another perception check for me. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's a 16. Figures in the night, all throughout the townscape, seem to be darting around almost imperceivably fast. Their motion is but almost a blur to your eyes. You see a number of what you assume to be the Queen's Guard, because they are dressed up in a very similar getup, as they're going through filing, entering each doorway one at a time, checking out all the rooms and corridors. After each one, though, you are able to finally hear something which breaks the silence. After each house is exited, you just hear someone shout, Oh, I see what they're doing. Um, The snow is 
looking very, she's going to look very carefully now and she's going to focus on trying to find the darting figures and she's going to light step to one of them if she can, Mm -hmm. but she's going to focus perceptioning. Uh, That's a 26 now. Is she able to see somebody or something? You're able to see the darting figures, but they're moving too fast for you to be able to pinpoint their exact location to know where to jump to. Their frantic and sporadic movements have no pattern. Okay, I was about to say, is there a pattern? As they start to dash in and out and they seem to be just scurrying, attempting to hide in the shadows. But as soon as someone moves and comes close, they dart out and move somewhere else. Interesting. So did any of them go into like a nearby building? They seem to be mostly standing outside of the buildings. And as one pauses and waits for a second, you're able to get a clear picture. Someone with immensely pale skin, sharpened figures, blood draining down their face, slicked back hair, torn clothing, Seems wounded in multiple locations, but they almost have scarred over by now. But they're just standing there, attempting to, it looks like, catch their breath as they pause on the side of this one house. Uh, Snow is going to light step Mm -hmm. to that figure. Mm -hmm. Is there enough light in the area? No, it is a very dark corridor, which he's attempting to hide and find a reprieve. Okay, she's going to throw basically a dancing light that way, and as soon as it it floats out, she's going to go and light step to it. Immediately, your aura radiates and illuminates the area in this dark corridor. The figure recoils, but then eventually regains itself and attempts to lunge at you. Please roll a reflex save. That is an 18. It does manage to grab you, and it it tries to enrapture you, and you feel its claws slowly starting to dig into your arm, and it grasps onto your neck and bites you, but immediately as it does, and you feel a trickle of blood exit, he starts to recoil, and you see it burning his very mouth, and he recoils backwards and falls on the ground, and slowly you see his pale skin turn gray and opaque as he slowly withers away to dust. But with his final words, he says, Slave Trimadolf! And he burns into a pit of ash. Sorry, my friend. No blood for you today. Snow will kind of walk back out into the street. You do so. Please roll a perception check for me. 14. There still seem to be about a quarter dozen figures darting around. You're unable to pin down their exact location, but they are making a very wide berth of you and all your light. Snow draws her weapon, mm-hmm. and she is going to basically do what she's been do what she did the first time is send her light out to wherever she saw a figure last. She's basically playing cat and mouse tag if she can uh is perceptioning though before she does anything obviously real quick can you double check for me how many feet i have left how many feet you have left uh you did say that i gain what 80 feet per level up or something you said i got a lot more um what are you currently sitting at i was at 240 feet last level i haven't put in the new numbers so you'd be at 320 yeah okay Okay, just be mindful of how much you're using. Yes, You've I'm aware. probably used almost close to 200 by now. You make another 15-foot jump. But okay. as you land where you saw it last, it seems as if you just barely missed it. It glimpses five feet away from you, stares back and hisses. <laughs> Snow is going to taunt. Go for it. Um, Roll intimidate. I got intimidate. Yeah. The 16 plus my... Yeah. Okay, so 27. She says, try me if you'd like. A curse of daylight. And it just scurries off. It's not really a curse, it's more like a blessing, okay? And as you see, it appears as if some of the other soldiers that were further down into the village are currently running towards you. But as they do so, you also see that Olympia has made her way down the hill. Roll a perception check. I, uh, 25. 
something about your instincts tells you to stand deathly still. And as you do, you hear a whizzing right past your face. And a giant ball the size of your head comes spinning as a giant bola launches out and hits the creature in which you just taunted. The chain wrap around its neck and the two balls slowly come together and crush its face in. Olympia comes running up behind you, grabs one of the balls that is still attached to him and crushes the skull of the demon. Well, that's one down. Well, uh, I hope the rest of the party's been having just as much luck as we have. We were able to dispose of it. It looks like you got one already too. Hey, yeah. Like I thought, vampires. The vampire at her feet, slowly after it has been completely crushed, is now slowly starting to fade to a deep chalky gray, cracking and then falls to dust. Huh. Looks like you guys have... Technically, this this would technically be an epidemic on your hands. Please for me, roll a reflex save. Uh, with a reflex, roll of 15 plus my actual 24. You're narrowly able to dodge as you see something has lurched out to you. You make a sidestep to the left, lurching yourself about five feet. And you see before you another vampire. It appears attempted to get a high ground and sneak it above and launched itself from a building. You were able to dodge it expertly, but unfortunately, due to Olympia being a little distracted by your conversation, it seems as if one is currently on her back. Okay, Snow, um, I guess she'll have to use that ability. So Snow will light step on top of her back, I guess, if she can. There's no light currently in the She'll area. She'll send a light then. She'll send uh, one of her dancing lights above it. You would be able to send a dancing light and jump, but then you would not be able to attack. This is a true fact. What am I going to do? Stab her in the back? <laughs> um, gosh, uh, that's a really awkward uh, situation there. Uh, technically, because she's engaged in a combat, I'm at negatives anyway to hit. <laughs> You're right. Uh, how tall is Olympia? Olympia is about seven feet tall. Can I reach up and try and grab it by the leg? You would be able to make a... If a you were able to grapple? charge, and then you could attempt a grapple action, yes. Okay, you can I can move do the 30-foot distance running at it and attempt to grab it. Am I in combat? Let's define this. Yes, you would have been in combat. You currently just exited the surprise round where the, where the vampires just launched themselves at you. I'm just foregoing the rolling of initiative. Okay, so you want me to... Ch- okay, I'll just charge and grab uh. yes you could do so okay so you roll can roll to, to grab, grab. Yeah. with my cmb okay yeah yeah, yeah. i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you 21 you attempt to grab it as you're charging over the creature is surprisingly nimble though launch lurching itself over the body of olympia the massive woman is an unforeseen terrain that you are not used to and you are unable to grab the creature as you are trying not to collide into your compatriot dang 21 and I still don't get him. Okay. Uh, but I am closer at this point. Yes. Is my light, is the daylight hitting him? The daylight is hitting him and he seems repelling and his skin is blistering just by the, the, your sheer presence being near. Okay. As you were standing there next to Olympia, who is still trying to grasp at this creature who has launched itself onto her back, you see another object whiz past your face. It seems like not a giant bola this time, but rather a sword but it was thrown with expertise and precision. And it splices this creature right through the ribcage, coming through it lengthwise and pinning it to the nearest building. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it seems, you see a figure with beautiful white hair and a luscious red robe and red armor come by you as as she impales the creature with another sword directly through the skull, slipping it out and then decapitating the creature. This individual then dusts themselves off and seems to pull a dagger from out of a a sheath by her boot and then turns around, wheels around, and throws it, and is able to hit the creature 
that was attempted to lunge at you directly in the neck. And it seems to have gone straight through. But where the dagger entered, it seems to have burned a hole and eaten away. The flesh is slowly starting to decay and the creature cries out in pain. May Rimidol fall and burn in fire. Wow, they've really got something against House Rimidol now, don't they? Unfortunately, yes, they do have something against my household, says the woman who is standing directly to your right. Snoke doesn't turn, but she says, It's a pleasure to meet you, Your Majesty. The pleasure is all mine. I reassure you, I am not disappointed by your efforts. I'm just a little bit, just a little bit. I could probably could have done better, but... Now, if you would mind, it sounds like we should now reprieve for the evening, since this situation has been qualmed. Unfortunately, we got here a little too late. It is unfortunate. Was most of the village turned or taken out? It was a mixture of both. Half of them we saw, unfortunately had to slay my own people. The other half became nothing more but a meal for them. Hmm. Snow is going to perception check. She's going to look and see if she can see Wilson. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, 14. Man, the threes today. You see him off in the distance. He's actually riding side by side. He looks like he is on the left-hand side of another large, rugged man with a scruffled beard. A scruffled... (laughs) He's currently riding to the left of a man with a scruffled beard and a rather large axe. Captain Darius, I presume, and she gestures over in that direction. Oh, yes, I see you found my captain. That is he, that is Darius, and I do believe you've already met Felix. He's riding to the right, and your compatriot was well looked after by the two. He came in handy. Yes, he's my right... Oh, wait, Lieutenant's not going to like if I said that. I'm I'm thinking that, because he's like, wait, no, he's the right-hand man. So does that mean Wilson's the left-hand man? He's my left-hand man. I'm, I'm right-handed, but... Well, if someone so skilled is at your left, I would love to meet the person at your right one day. So would I. (laughs) I'm sorry, I wouldn't say that. She's thinking it. Perhaps you will. But for the moment, we should reprieve. Well, the option is yours. You can either ride in the carriage in which you came in, or you could honestly ride on my steed. Whoa, hold on, GM. Ride on the queen's steed? Mm -hmm. Like, calm yourself. That's weird. Why? I don't know. It just, uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. She's offering you a personal escort. Uh, I need to roll Snow's um decision-making die on this because she is a little intimidated. She's really trying to be the leader right now. But again, it's like she she doesn't know how to handle the situation. Roll for it. This would be a will save. All right. Uh, a Wilson save. Thank you, Daniel. 19. That's relatively high. I'll leave the option up to you. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Snow would accept. She would say, Very well, I shall ride along with you, Your Majesty. Wonderful. The rest of your compatriots will be coming with us shortly. (whistles) And you hear, breaking the silence of the cold midnight air, the clapping of thunderous hoofprints, as before you rushes out from behind a building and from down the hill, an absolutely massive steed. This thing stands about 20 hands tall. Dear Lord, it's like the... Budweiser's horses. Its back goes almost completely past your head and its muscular flanks seem revving with power. It snorts and you can see it jostle its mane back and forth. That was really good, by the way. I liked the end part. And what is this beauty's name? (laughs) You didn't name the horse. 
<laughs> you didn't name the horse. I would have Thomas. a name, but I didn't name <laughs> the horse. And the only thing that could come to my the first thing I thought of was Shadow Facts. How about <gasps> Escanor? That's a sexy name. Yeah, the horse is named Escanor. Escanor. Oh my goodness, what a handsome boy this is. Wilson, I met a better Angus. You see painted on his face confliction. <laughs> because he is also riding, though a slightly smaller steed, a perceivably mighty steed as well. It seems almost of equal quality to Angus. We're not oh, going to no. talk about the quality of my horse, which will be joining us shortly, as Dorian promised he would bring Angus back. We will not speak about me riding another steed. In front of Angus? Not in front of Angus. I don't want to get booted off again. That hurt. I had a concussion, man. Angus is a temperament. Oh my goodness, your majesty, your horse is very handsome. I raised Escador myself. I reared him. I taught him. I trained him everything. I have known him since he was just a wee little... Trying to remember the name for horse. Foal. Is it a foal? I wanted to say fawn, but that's deer. Yeah, yeah. Foal, colt. I raised him since he was a wee little colt. Why did I say wee? She's not Irish. <laughs> I raised him since he was a wee colt. I said wee again. <laughs> wow, he was really tiny once. I raised him since he was just a baby colt. Ah, yes, your majesty. I apologize. My name is Snow, and she bows. And she paused. She's like, Snow Hikara. And she gestures to Nachia, who is probably over waiting, was like waiting with Clyde because he can't. Like, oh, you see Clyde and Nachia up at the top of the hill. They're just waving. Oh, Quentin, I really They're still quick, standing by the wagon. Does Nachia get his own amount of light steps since we since he has the ability now? Yes. OK, he so he gets his own amount. Okay. Yes, because you have the class feature, which enables you to share it with your animal. Nachia will light step to me. This is Nachia, my wolf. A talented fellow, I see. He's just like his mama, and she goes down and gives scratches. Okay. All right, Your Majesty. I follow your lead. Well, then, after me. And she mounts her steed. Please roll a ride check to see if you can mount this beast. Oh. Actually, I don't know. My ride's not too bad. 18 total. You are able to, with some difficulty, though, mount the beast. That's a big horse. It definitely takes t skill, Your Majesty, to ride a horse as large as Escanor. A fearsome steed indeed. He has served me quite well in battle. Well then, shall we be off? Allons-y. I recommend you hold on. She wraps her hands around her waist. And she spurs the horse. Please roll a ride and a strength check. Which Wait, which one do you want first? Ride and then strength. Okay. But that's a, uh, my ride is not going to be too good on that. Um, that is a 14, I think. 14 on that. And it's an 18 for strength, plus my four. Okay, 22 on strength. Okay. Your back hind legs are flung out behind you. <laughs> oh, my God. And you are almost barely holding on to the queen by your arms wrapped around her waist. Dang, my thighs. I thought she said my thighs were like the, what were they called? What? The love something. <laughs> or the life thighs or what? <laughs> <laughs> the jaws of life. <laughs> the jaws of life aren't working right now. No, they're failing I was you surprised. Currently. Yeah, uh, your ride was really low. You just got, the, the horse is beaming through the countryside the fastest you have ever gone on a mount. I'm gonna have to redo my hair. 
You are. You are almost just flopping at the mercy of the wind, barely able to hold on to the queen. And as she glances back, Am she's... I? By the way, this woman <laughs> is sat perfectly upright, not even flinching. <laughs> Can I try and rewrite myself? I'd roll another ride check to rewrite yourself on the mount. Okay, 17 just on the roll, plus 26. I had to count on my fingers. You were able to eventually adjust yourself and get yourself back in a seated position, but you still find it very hard, and you are kind of hunched over like like death grasping around her That sounds her actually pretty regular for me, because I hate uh, galloping on horses. Now that you are no longer in the carriage and you are on the horse's steed, you are getting a much better picture of the countryside. You are riding from, and you notice that this village was immensely far off from the castle, but you are being whisked there at an immense pace. The mountain, far off on the distance, barely even seen, is now coming into closer and closer for picture to you. You're able to see it up close and personal, and you see the, the winding path you must have taken to get here. As there's only one, it zigs and zags up the sharp peaks of this mountain, but you don't recall ever facing such fierce turns as you were whizzed up the hill. And nonetheless, once again, this queen effortlessly moves her steed, and it glides smoothly across the sharp peaks of the mountain. You almost feel no motion or jarring. You just feel such intense velocity and acceleration as this mighty beast rears you up the hill. Um, is it difficult to hear? Do I just hear wind flying by at this point? Your, your senses are almost completely deafened. It's almost hard to keep your eyes open due to the sheer force of wind. It's rasping through your ears, and you can almost hear nothing. Uh, okay. All right, I guess Snow's, Snow's not even going to try to talk. She's going to save her questions until she gets back, because right now she's holding on for dear life. Within almost a blink, you go from being at the mountain peak, you reach it, and then are whisked through the main castle doors. And then you stop in the courtyard. <laughs> and there's Snow's hair all mess again. Oh, it is a mess. Like, the like whiplash is hitting you hard right now. And how does the queen look? Immaculate as always. What the heck? Luscious flowing locks roll down her shoulders as her immaculate white hair just falls all the way almost down to her hips. <clears throat> oh, I got my breath back. Your Majesty, how do you ever maintain your hair? That's my first question. She takes a minute and she takes a bit of your locks. Oh, well, I see yours are curly. That may be the first issue, for they will fray and not stay. Mine, as you can feel, and she grabs your hand and puts it on her hair. And by the way, all of the people who are currently in the courtyard stop and gasp. Like, <laughs> Tea time. And you feel it, and it is as smooth as silk. You have never felt anything softer, straighter, and finer than her white hair. Dang it, people in their straight hair. And she takes her hair out from the braid, and she's just like undoing it all again to fix it. It is like a bird's nest. Completely knotted. Mm, I know. I'm gorgeous right now, Your Majesty. <laughs> Please excuse my appearance. If you would like, I can have some of my ladies-in-waiting come to assist you. Uh, they would be able to give you a complete, almost a... What would the term be? Makeover? Yeah, yeah, but they wouldn't use that in the 1800s. Pamper? I don't know. You could just... just... I could have my ladies-in-waiting draw you a bath, and they would be able to tend to you and fix your hair. If they just draw me a bath, I can fix my own hair. I Nonsense. Uh, you are a guest of mine. They will pamper you, and once you are done, you will come and you will have supper in the dining hall with us. Oh, oh. Okay, that, and that's... And claps. And do you see 
a rather large woman, but not <laughs> large in the sense of Olympia large. I mean, a little bit on the chubbier side. She's uh, robust. She is about five foot four. She's got a, a good bit of meat on her bones, and her corset is pushing a lot of it up towards her. Wait, breast. wait, wait! Is this the um lady from Brave who tends to the brothers? Oh yes, Mamesis, I'm here for you. Is there something I can do for you, Mum? Does Does she look like that lady? She from Brave? has a very pudgy, rotund, oh cheery, gosh. rosy face with her hair put up in a bun, which is being covered under by a very flat cap. She is wearing a long flowing black tunic. Yeah. Oh, hi. Um. Oh, what suits your fancy? My name's Gabriella. Is there something I can do for you? I would uh, a bath, please. Wonderful. Okay. No, absolutely not a problem. Anna, Maria, please draw the queen's guest a bath. We'll be escorting you to your rooms. Rooms. Are we like? And she grabs you by your hand oh. and she just starts scurrying off. Uh, what was her name? What'd she say her name was? Gabriella. Gabriella, are my compatriots going to be in the same area? Oh, well, you won't be staying in the same room, that's for sure. Uh, you'll just... each have your own, but you'll be on the same corridor. Okay, good, because we all like sticking by each other. It's just a guild thing. Absolutely, I understand. But you must understand the queen doesn't have guests too often, so we you'll be given some of the best expansive rooms. Oh, well, that's very kind of her. All right, so I guess she's allowing herself to be dragged? <laughs> Are you? Because yeah. this woman, if you do not stop her, will. Okay, she's she's allowing it to happen because she's she's in that mode where she's looking around at everything and getting overwhelmed by just all the space. You are being dragged like a dead gazelle is being hauled off by a lion. Barely by <laughs> one limb, you are being completely scurried away. This woman's strength is enormous and surprising as she heaves you through the halls. You're barely able to see the rugged landscape of the pillars and stonework. You're taken through the stone room, and then through the doors, you see once again the dining hall. You go through, and you make it up the stairwells. You make it to that corridor, which you went went to the armory, but you see a staircase before you. Instead of going down the corridor, making a right-hand turn, you instead go straight through the doorway, through the dining hall, and make your way up the staircase. It then turns in on itself, inverting after coming out, doing a 180-degree turn, you go back and meet yourself with another corridor, with a set of over a dozen doors. You make your way down this long hall with all of this myriad of entranceways. You make your way down to the seventh door to the left, and eventually you get dragged into an expansive room. It has a fireplace, many chairs and couches, a large bed, a dresser, a mirror, a nightstand, a chest, a chest. And then you make your way through another door after you've gotten through the main room and you see an elegantly drawn bath. That's a really nice drawn bath there. Oh, well, we didn't really know what you like, but we have a number of soaps and we've got some flowers and we've got lotions and various other things. Would you like something to drink while you're in there? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. Anna, Maria, stripper. No, no. And no, you no, just can't. No. <laughs> what do you do? There are two women trying to unclothe you right now. She light steps to the highest place in the room. You take a backpedal outside of the bath as there are two women approaching you. You reflex, you turn behind you. You see there's a chandelier in your bedroom and you light step and are hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> I'm good. I can, I can undress oh, my myself. Theory. Oh, okay. Well, 
Um, I guess we'll leave you to your own devices. Um, this room is yours. If you need anything, these two lovely ladies will be assisting you. In the room? Oh, well, they'll wait right outside the door. All right, Their names fine. are Anna and Maria. If you need anything at all, they'll be tending to you. Th- thank you. And they bow and they exit. All right. Snow comes down from the chandelier. Okay. You make your way off the top <laughs> of the chandelier in your bedroom. And you get a much better look at this room. It's hooch. Like, this room is the size of the Dovian's foyer. Like, it's big. You have an immense, sprawling, spacious area. I don't know if I used enough words to describe the grandeur of the setting. How big is the bed? The bed is a California queen which I don't know if you know what that means, but that means it's 15 feet wide and seven feet long. You mean king? California king? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. California king, which is 15 feet wide and eight feet long with velvet satin <gasps> sheets. We could fit every member of the guild in one bed. We actually probably could. You probably could. Luckily, no one is here to hear you say this. <laughs> but you find yourself, yes, the the bed is immensely soft. This. The sheets are so smooth and well taken care of. Not a wrinkle or foil in them. Not a fleck of dust anywhere in the room. It is immensely well taken care of. The hardwood floors are underneath a very soft red luscious carpet. You see chairs sitting by a fireplace still in your bedroom. You see dressers and chests and nightstands and lamps. This room is immensely well lit. And to your left, the way it is set up, you you enter the door, the doorway to the room. There's everything in between you, but as you, if you were to go straight from the entering doorway in the back uh, right-hand corner from where you're currently standing, there is just an immense triple bay window with three large ways that are going from floor to ceiling, which sprawls all the way up to the top, being almost 20 feet tall. There's a chandelier which is illuminating everything you see, and you can look past where you are currently standing back into the absolutely ginormous bathroom. Uh, Snow is going to undress, and... She is, actually, before she does, she's going to take out the paper crane. I'm taking a bath, no peeking. And she throws the paper crane towards the bed. It lands on the bed, starts fluttering its wings and sits upright and then faces towards the wall. All right. So she goes, she undresses, then she goes and she takes a bath. Roll a perception check. I perception, and that is a 23. In the middle of your undressing, the crane tries to turn around. I ignore it. The crane turns around and has watched (laughs) you as you are walking nude into the bathroom. I have evidence. (laughs) Okay. So she does. She goes to take a bath. You go into this bath. It's not a bathtub. It is almost a miniature pool. The bathtub is about the size of the bed that is in your room. There's just a single tear of joy. Beautiful, innate stone and marble tiled floors reach up to this absolutely gigantic in-ground tub, which you see candles lit, soaps and bubbles all within the steaming hot lathered tub which you may enter geez all it's missing is like a prince you know red red river like that sounds like a red river scene okay leave me in my erotic manga alone (laughs) and you notice to get into the tub that there are a series of steps all right um how deep is it It seems to be no deeper than three feet okay she's not going to go down the steps. she's just going to slide in on a side where there are no steps Mm -hmm. because walking in there's no point you just slide yourself in, and as you do, you feel soothed, and then you remember, mm, I haven't bathed since ever. <laughs> All right, so she bathes and enjoys it. Uh, please roll a d20 for me. Ten. 
you are immensely well refreshed and relaxed. You have not felt this good in ages. For the next eight hours, you get a plus two to all rolls. Ooh, that's fun. That's 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 nice. All right. Uh, she'll come out of the bath after a period of time passes, and uh, you enjoyed that bath for about forty minutes. Does the two hours start after the bath? Yes. Okay. That's a good bath. She comes out of the bath. She gets, she peeks her head around the door, looks at the crane. It's facing the wall. Okay. She comes out and she gets dressed. Wonderful. Yes. And then. Do you get dressed in your regular clothes? Are there other clothes? Roll a perception check. I roll perception. 27. You notice that there are many chests and dressers. Each one is fooled with a myriad of garments. And there is a note on the one dresser. I, and it is yeah. signed from Gabriella. Oh, dearie, please do. Don't mind. Wear anything you like in the room. It's all for you. It's a gift from the queen. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is creeping me out. Out of game and in game a little bit. Okay. She'll uh, she'll go and she'll pick like a nice. Are you going to wear a dress? She'll wear a dress. <gasps> and she'll do like a. I don't know what she'll do with her hair, honestly. Uh, she'll, she's going to come out. She'll have like a dress. I guess, and but she's not going to do anything with her hair, really. Just leave it down. Do nothing to it. Okay. Is, there, is there a particular dress you would like? There's just about basically anything you could ask for here. So describe me a dress and it has it. I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I think she describes a random one because they probably look fine. They all do look immensely elegant. You do find yourself in a nice, slim, uh, but complimentary green evening dress. It seems to be a deep forest green. Man, I keep grabbing greens. Is this my new color? And you make your way down to the dining hall. I do. Well, do you? Are you going to stay in the room longer? No, I make my way. You go to and you leave your room. And immediately as you do, you see both Anna and Maria to your right and left. Hello, ladies. Good evening, ma'am. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Well, if you wouldn't mind, follow us right this way, and we'll escort you to the dining hall. Uh, where are my compatriots? Did they did they make their way over here? Uh, I believe they are currently being assisted uh, by some of the other uh, butlers and whatnot um, as they were taken to their rooms and shown where to get ready for supper. Uh, hmm. Sure. Snow will go with them. You are escorted once again. You make a right down the corridor and you go all the way down until you see a staircase, which you follow down, making a 180 degree turn, entering a small corridor. You see another doorway, which opens up into the rather large dining hall. The dining hall is massive and expansive, with spruce archways arcing the ceiling, which the ceiling itself looks to be around 30 feet tall. The dining room table is so large that one chandelier does not fit above it, nay, it needs three, with the center one being the largest. There are multiple candles lit and there is a banquet laid out before you. And you see just about around three dozen individuals sitting down preparing for dinner. All of them are wearing a myriad of different um, attire. You see some people wearing armor or well, portions of it, whether it is more toned down, but you do recognize some of the Queen's Knights are even sitting at the table. But the head chair all the way at the opposite side of the room is currently empty. Snow kind of just looks back and forth. And uh, she's looking for faces that she's more familiar with. People like Olympia. You do see Olympia at the table. You see Olympia, Christopher, and Carmen are all sitting in a small group of the three of them um, on the left-hand side of the dining room. 
and you actually do see Clyde and Wilson as well. They are also almost directly across from those. And But you, however, only see two chairs remaining. One at the opposite head of the table. Wait. No. I take the bait. There's one which seems closer to Olympia, Carmen, and Christopher. And then there's one directly to the left of the queen. Heck no, I'm not sitting there. That's probably Darius's spot. I'm going to go to my gang. Oh, you see Darius sitting directly to the right of the queen. I'm going over to my gang. You walk over to your compatriots and you find that they are currently sitting in between a bunch of knights. Guys. Oh, hey, Snow. How's it going? Hey, it's a... It's a good. Oh my gosh, Snow. You have no idea. Look at what I'm wearing. And Wilson points out, and he's wearing uh, a very traditional and fancy 1800s tuxedo. Uh. I see you got provided for clothes as well. You look great. I see you wear your hair down this time. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Is this the level of compliment taking that she does? I know. (laughs) I hate you because that is the level of compliment taking you have. Uh, she'll be like, I don't think she knows how to take that. I guess she would just kind of blush and be like, I know. (laughs) And she doesn't mean to say that. It just kind of comes out automatically. And you are having a cordial conversation with your compatriots and you notice everyone around the table is doing similarly. There's quiet murmurings of conversations going all throughout the room until everyone falls silent and enters from the entrance directly to your right and then a little bit to the left as she's entering a doorway, the queen followed by Dorian. Dorian pulls out the chair, uh, and the queen sits at her head. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for attending to this evening's meal. I know you are all immensely busy, but you all know that I treat you like family. So I'm glad you were able to make it to dinner tonight, especially on such a wonderful occasion that we have guests. I know it's been a little awkward because some of your seating arrangements had to be moved slightly, but I hope you all find it and the festivities wonderful. Thank you all for your assistance in this evening's unfortunate events. I do hope that we will be able to be overcome these grave times and with such fine folk as you, I know we will. So please, for now, let's everyone enjoy our supper. And she sits down. I'll go to the empty spot where I guess all the guys are, are my gang is, if there's one spot there. There are no empty seats by the rest of your compatriots. And you're kind of like looking around, trying to see if there's anywhere to sit, if there's a table place set for you and you're scurrying around and then eventually you feel a rather large hand on your shoulder. Oh, good evening, uh, Mrs. Snow. It is good to see you again. Oh, hi, Dorian. Is Zana okay? Oh, from my understanding, yes. She's being looked after by the Dovian. I was here to deliver the message, but I figured I would stop in for uh, supper. I'm sorry, how are you? I know you were injured. Are you okay? Oh, yes. Uh, we, while you were out in the field, uh, we were able to get my wounds treated and taken care of. Is Zana on her way here? Is she here yet? Uh, no, I just had the queen sign the paperwork recently and I will be taking it back after dinner. Oh, okay. Don't worry, I will not be eating with all of you. I will have a quick supper in the kitchen and then I will be off. Oh, oh, yes, I, I don't want to hold you. I would like to have my compatriot here. Understandable, hence why I'm making such great haste. This expeditious reunion will be almost unforeseen for you. You will probably have it by tomorrow morning. Thank you, Dorian. Now, with all of that being said, ma'am, I notice you are having issues finding a seat. But rest assured, we have already procured a, a seating arrangement for you. And he motions over. And she's like, underhandedly seat. pointing to her friends. 
and he sees this, but he still gallantly motions with his right hand to the chair directly next to the queen. She tries to make eye contact like Wilson or Clyde, mostly Wilson, like... You're looking at Wilson, and your eyes scream, Help! (laughs) Wilson, however, is stuffing his gob with delicious delectable meats. Clyde is doing likewise. I roll to intimidate with glare, if they can feel it. Go for it, roll. That's an 18, and then... um, Wilson turns around. 29. I already know it's big. Wilson turns around with, like, half of a turkey leg still in his mouth. He looks like a deer in the headlights, not knowing what to do, like, uh... But as you're having this interaction, Dorian puts his his left hand on the small of your back and slowly starts ushering you over to the seating Mm. next to the queen. Okay. And you were sat promptly at her left-hand side. Yeah, Snow's going into lockdown mode. Mental lockdown. Uh, She's clearly panicking on the inside. And with that, we pan over the scene with the entire castle sitting down for a wonderful feast. And you at the queen's left-hand side. And we'll get back to the rest of the interaction next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode seven of season two of Sword Art Online. I hope you guys all really enjoyed and stay tuned as we... uh, figure out a little bit more about this uh, Queen Ear of Anak and uh, any any questions Snow has for her. Thank you, guys. Bye.